take two middle-aged men who happen to be cousins and share a common codependency on movies, put them in a room, and tell them to talk about anything film-related. The result? An existential exposition of cinematic synergy we call The Finleys on Film. Tell me, Bear. Josephus Voth. I have two questions for you. Okay, and I got a joke for you. Oh, please, start with a joke. Uh, it's by way of this is going to introduce our, our, our person today. Uh, go ahead. All right. Why is uh, our star today like the owner of a Mexican restaurant? Why is that? Because she's fucking Lupe. Hello, Lupe. Nice. The, uh, the racist <laughs> joke to open up. That's not too racist. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, a tiny bit. That's fair enough. You might want to lean in more. Oh, there we're we go. We're going to capture that magic, my friend. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, we're talking about Lupe, Lupe Velez. The Mexican Spitfire. Yeah, that's oh right. God. They called her the Mexican Spitfire. Oh, they called her a lot of, fucking, a lot oh, of things, man. Oh, kind of interesting. She's, I was going to ask you, I, this might seem irrelevant now, that joke was such a great opener, but um, what do you think of this idea, and I'm not even sure why I'm asking it precisely, of cultural appropriation as an idea. Like, it's, it's a no-no now, right? This idea that you right. culturally appropriate. Right. Which I think... Think me like it's hard to wrap your head around exactly what it means, but it really means that borrowing from other cultures, but not just borrowing. Well, it could be, it could be just that, in which case, I think there'd be one answer, right? Then the other one that's a little more complicated is borrowing for the purpose of profiting when the culture itself doesn't profit, right? Right, so it's sort of like. Um, and then, of course, there's another thing around it, which is like, you know, what's your intent? Are you paying respect? You know, you look at some of the, like Native, Native Americans and fucking U.S. cinema are just, you know, ha, ooga, booga. It's ridiculous. Of course. Right. And it's and it's like, you know, it's not like this is doing anything but sort of like mocking for some sort of profit. Right. Right. On the one hand. Right. So so I don't know. I bring it up with Louis Valens because she's another um you know, she's a contemporary of, of someone we did early on, about a year ago, Dolores Del Rio. Right. And she hated Dolores Del Rio. Yeah. <laughs> that was fascinating. We'll get to that. Well, Dolores Del Rio was also afraid of her. Yeah. Because they're very, afraid of her. very different people. people. Yeah. But but it, mm-hmm. and by Hollywood standards, they're kind of the same. It's 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 a little bit of that, like it's racism right. and the cultural appropriation. But it's also like she's brownish in color. She could play anything from anything that's not white in in the world. Sort of, right? Basically, they, Quinn yeah, got, they could put Anthony that. Quinn got pegged with that too. Although he had yeah, more but, personal success. With yeah, it. he pulled. He, yeah, he made he made a lot of money doing. Yeah, I mean, that. Dolores Del Rio. Um, also, I would say. You know, she had some embarrassing moments, like Bird of Paradise was kind of a humiliating <laughs> movie, as I recall. But she also seemed not to be so as trapped in the sort of like the uh, the minority brown girl as well, she Lupe Velez was. Lupe Velez was like, like knew the stereotype and yeah. lived it. Well, that's the thing, right? So she Lupe, didn't give a fuck. She comes from, from Mexico. Mexico. Right. Mexico City, in fact. And the, the, there's all this sort of like mythology around her. And by mythology, I only mean agreed upon story, not that it's untrue. Right. And the mythology is like, you know, by 13, she's a wild child. They send her to a convent, you know, right. a school to sort of like calm her down. She that breaks out take. into vaudeville or some <laughs> fucking thing, right? She heads north. She's in a movie with like Douglas Fairbanks. Um, oh, yeah. Every every man that she's in a movie with, it was like Gaucho, wasn't it? Oh yeah, it was, yeah, 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 something yeah. The early Douglas Fairbanks movie, something right. But but every film, every actor that she's in a film with who's has is good looking at all, she just fucks. She, she blows. She's, she's just, just a, blowing the guy. She's right, an absolute like fucking animal, yeah. unapologetically. Yeah, yeah. 
And and you know Dolores Del Rio was like kind of a a, a lady, like an act. Yeah, you know? well, she she was a lady. She courted that. She courted that image. I suppose and maintained that image. And maybe it was true. You never know. I mean, yeah. how an image in Hollywood works with anything. Yeah. Because if, who knows? Yeah. But Lupe Velasquez, she had a particular image. She owned that thing, and she went with it. She fucked every guy in Hollywood yeah. she get her hands on, well, and, and, and fucked over many as well. Well, there's the thing, right? Because it's like the whole the the classic sort of like. Um, a go-to for for um, this stuff is Kenneth Anger's um, Hollywood Babylon, right? Right, right. I think right, your dad right. had that book. Oh yeah, he loved that book. Right, and it was sort of like you know everything from like Fatty Arbuckle to whoever, all right. this sort of stuff. And and she has a sort of like a, a huge place in, in she's, that. She's got a chapter. She's yeah, got, for sure. She's right. She's got her own mythology. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, because early well, on, yeah, go ahead. Like her thing with uh, with um, Gary oh, Cooper. Gary Cooper. Yeah. yeah, I mean like. They they were in an early movie. She was, by the way, she she was interesting because um, she was started off in silent movies, and yeah. we were worried she wasn't going to be able to make the transition. Kind of like singing in the rain, right? I can't like that believe was, right, it. Exactly that that was a real thing when yeah. sound, when sound came into movies. Sure. But she and Gary Cooper uh, hooked up on the set of the movie. I don't remember the name of the movie, yeah. um, but they ended up uh, hanging out for a while. And it was just like one of those mean. She was like a, a vicious, mean mistreater yeah. of Mr. Cooper. At one point, she stabbed him. Yep. And when he had had enough. He went away, and yep. she shot. She 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 appeared at the train station and shot at the train yep. as it was taking off from the station. And yep. This is all this is all well documented. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Suppose I, I yeah. so from I my mean, Wikipedia knowledge. But there's always a possibility that 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 these quote unquote real events are also sort of part of like a, a public relations. Sure, I I, I, th- I would go like the sh- the stabbing. Maybe I don't know about the shooting. Yeah, I think that's going a little far. But 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 like a lot of women who are you know like the Spitfire type, the like stab you type. Right. Cooper was back from war like a oh, decade right. later. Yeah. Like it, you know, yeah. she was a, a woman that was difficult to ah, sort of get rid of in a way because she was so suck the sorrow off on a <laughs> recent widow. I think is the phrase. <laughs> well, yeah. So so she's she's this crazy wild, um, you know, Mexican crossover yeah. actress. And, yeah, and crossover and, uh, from silent to, to, to talkies, as, as you noted, from to- silent to talkies, from uh, from uh, from Mexican vaudeville, yeah. to American Hollywood. Like yeah. she was, uh, she she had she had balls, man. She and had she, the balls. She, had, that she did, and she was like. I would say she was she was sexy. Like she wore sex on her. She 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 exuded sex. I don't know that she was the most attractive. I think yeah. Dolores Del Rio was more classically attractive than she was. Well, I would say beauty versus hot. Like yeah, those might be hot. Uh, okay, yeah. Okay. And the attitude and all those sort of stories help that, right? Yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, as men, we make allowances. We're, well, I mean, because we're pigs, all a, of us. It's a very weird place to insert this, but this was the oh. second thing I wanted hey, to whoa. say. Whoa, no, that's a, no, no, Joe, <laughs> no, a weird place. No, no, it hurts. I'm it giving hurts. you the old bellas. Spin on it. Go. <laughs> Um, and it's that, uh, sorry, you, you sort of took me off my game there, is that, um, I totally forgot I was going to say, you motherfucker. I had only the image of, of bottoming you. Oh, uh, yeah. Anyway. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Oh, oh, here's what it was. Oh, please. It kind please of has to do moment. with was, was what we do here, right? It's who we choose on these episodes, right? And so, um, someone who listens to the show recently, um, made a suggestion about well, yeah, how, the email right how the show should no it wasn't an email oh, talk to me um and it was this okay so this person basically said this said um here's what you guys should do you guys should oh. have one or maybe even like a two part like two episodes for people i'm pulling up air quotes here people of color right now hold on now i want to just backtrack and say this 
Like Tom and I, stop me if I'm wrong here. The way we sort of we've had Anthony Quinn. I mean, what? <laughs> the way that we approach this is half of what we do is kind of nostalgic, like yeah. the stuff we loved watching at right. your dad's house, you know, Memorex videotapes mm-hmm. and all the old movies, and and so that stuff is going to lean very, very heavily to guys yeah, yeah, and like yeah. white guys male and caucasian yeah yeah because yeah. that's how my dad leans Sorry, well it's guys. not just your dad i mean there's that too and, and hollywood but hollywood for yeah, years sure. sort of lean that way right? right now the other part of what we do is we want to sort of explore the boundaries and, and just like there's a learn lot. about people who we did one know. of the things i love about this is i get to watch movies i've never seen before so it's like uh, yosef cheyenne it's to me seems like a very classic version of like the egyptian director from right. from that time period but it happens over and over again and as a result you know we're bound to run into people of different identities, right? To just put it mildly, right? Right. So it's like different nationalities, different races, more women than we would sort of normally do through our nostalgic period, right? Right. And so to me... And it's a conscious... This is is all conscious. I'm I'm bringing up like political correctness and identity politics in the middle of the statement for, for this reason. The person who made that suggestion was probably coming from a good place. Right. But this is how some of that stuff hurts everyone. And here it is. I think the person was fucking Lupe. You and I on our own will come up with yeah, Lupe yeah. Valdez. We did before that person made this comment. Of course, right. It it diminishes, actually, the actors and actresses of color or women or whatever when we do an episode that's like people of color. Yeah. It's like, what does that mean? Lupe yeah. Valdez is such a... a fascinating character on yeah. screen clearly as we're talking about off screen yeah that it's like our sort of like hunger to investigate new people brought us there had us watch two movies and it's much more interesting than trying to force down some sort of cultural you didn't see what i'm getting at dude if we ever publish if we ever publish uh, an episode called people of color shoot me <laughs> well that's Fucking what i mean. shoot me i want to just explore interesting people yeah but i but i think the person who made the suggestion i get like it I, was i know where they're coming they're from coming and it's from a good place, place. I, get I get it but it's sort of like it's the problem right so yeah. anyway sorry I, we were having fun talking about louis Velasquez, but it just re- it reminded me that i wanted to talk about that because well, this yeah, this yeah. is a great find for me louis Velasquez is so interesting yeah, yeah look here's the other thing we're not making a shit ton of money on here this needs to be this is fun for us yeah and it's going to be fun for us and the moment you Start. It's the moment it becomes a chore for yeah. social activism. Then it stops. Then the fun starts to diminish. The activism. If I mean, I shouldn't call it activism, but the the like wokeness or whatever yeah. comes out of it. I, maybe the, later yeah, on. I don't want this to be my fuck proof of that. Nah, fuck. fuck you too. Right fuck you right in the ear. mouth. Right in the, right in the ear mouth. Yeah. So but Valles. anyways, we love the uh, we love the suggestion. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Please get more. So yeah. so let's start with uh, uh, Lupe Velez's. Unless you want to give any more background, because this stuff to say that'll come so back later, right? Much. Yeah, okay, go. so so nineteen um, thirties <laughs> Hell <Phil> Harbor. Harbor. <laughs> yeah. Wow. What a weird film. <laughs> what a weirdly conceived film. It is bizarre. This uh, I swear, it, there's so many things going on in this movie that are amazing. First off. What a riot of accents. Yeah. None of them made fucking sense. None. Lupe Velez had an obvious Mexican accent. Yes. Her father had an obvious English, uh, like English accent. Yes. There's a German guy on the uh, on the island who almost makes no sense half the time, and then he stops being German half the yes. time. Yes. He keeps dropping the accent. Then the American comes in, but let's not forget the American's oh. um, sailor pal who has a very hello. Dude, <laughs> the fucking pre-code, pre-code movies. It this is. guy couldn't have been. Yeah. This guy guy. This guy was just gayer than. <laughs> well, because just, just the most obviously gay character. I, I, I watching this. I was like, did half of the gay stereotypes of sailors come from this fucking movie? Yeah, there's an interesting documentary wow. called um, um, The Cellular Closet. 
mm-hmm. um, about a lot of the sort of pre-code films um, yeah, and, and the gay characters, no which is ridiculous. Clo- no closet for this man. Okay, so so might, we're, yeah, wow. we're on a Caribbean awesome. island. Yeah, it's, yeah, okay, yeah, well, yeah. Let's start there. Well, it's a Caribbean island that is uh, famous for having been the haunt of pirates. And Lupe Velez, Lupe Velez's character, her great 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 grandfather was Sir Henry Morgan, the greatest pirate of all, which is actually his dormant term, more or less. But um, but it's this yeah, it's this fictional island, uh, and they're all basically cutthroats. They haven't they haven't gone. None of them have gone far from their pirate culture heritage. Yeah, and and her father is like um, Heathcliff from Wuthering Heights. He's just <laughs> smoldering, sort of bizarrely British um, monster man. Yeah, yeah, just smoldering anger at all yeah. times. And uh, his uh, his partner in crime, so to speak, is the is the local. Uh, well, he's a, he's like a merchant by way of being a fence. Kind of a fence, yeah. Yeah, more or less a who's fence come a, well. Who's come in contact with some like very valuable pearls. Right, and he's the Germanish guy. So the Germanish guy and Lupe Velez's Heathcliff-like father yeah. um, concoct a... Well, it's not really a plan. It's not a scheme. It's fairly straightforward in a way, right? It's it's that right. when, when the American sailor who also does business with the locals, mm-hmm. with fences, I guess, right. comes into town, they'll be able to, to... Sell them the pearls. Yeah. And then uh, the fence, uh, who, the, the the German dude who's just a pig. Yeah. He's just a pig. Yeah. Uh, is, is, is promised to, in order to, and he's going to use that money to buy a dress so he can marry Lupe Velez, which is, which is all, we're all about saving Lupe Velez, who wants to go to Havana because it's it's amazing and a wonderful place and it's not the shithole island that should be taken out by a hurricane at some point that she's currently living on. Yeah, what's interesting though is like Valles should be saved from this guy because he is a pig like his character is is piggish. Piggish, yeah. I mean, like, he's not a good looking man. He's no, physically kind of resembles her. a pig. Yeah, but yeah. but at the same time, it's like she's she pines to be taken away by the sailor who she learns about later, the American sailor, not the gay one, not the gay one, the, the captain of the ship, really. Who um, does not treat her like necessarily very well? Kind of a tool. He's kind of a dick, and kind of a Hemingway ash dick. Yeah, I guess so. Like the the 30s men, you know, like how a 30s man would treat a woman, particularly a brown one. It's got a very. This film's got a very sort of like um, not poverty row, but something like it. Quality to it. It it reminds me of um, the the with Jack Hawkins. Um, the very first Treasure Island from like 1932. Uh, yeah, it's sort of like badly shaded, but weirdly, it has a weird energy to it. Well, let's let's also back up and go. This was a really shitty print. Yeah, we, yeah, I think that I'm hoping it's a shitty print and not the way they watch movies. Back yeah, then. we I'm did see sure a, a bad, bad print. print. That's true. So there's that quality going on in it too. But uh, but it's also like filled with like weird <laughs> with like weird jokes that are very inappropriate today. Yeah, like, that's true. So like okay, so at one point okay, so she's got like. Uh, Lupe Velez's character has two henchman friends. Yeah, one of them is basically a pirate. He plays a plays an accordion and the whole mm-hmm, nine yards. Of course, yeah. about pirates. <laughs> and his cabin boy, who lives with him, who's obviously not related to him, who he's probably buggering. That's part of it. Okay. Anyways, uh, so at one point, like she's aware that like this captain's going to be coming into coming into the harbor. The American guy. The American guy, right? Yeah. And so the ship is coming in, and so they all grab like uh, the the pirate guy's uh, telescope, yeah. and they're looking at him, and they all are like, oh, like yeah. the f- hilariously <laughs> look, seeing the wrong people as the captain, including the large black man. The all black guys. Well, like, no, two that black can't guys, be and him. then the and then the gay sailor. Uh, that's right. Who, who's like who emerges? Who flaunts his ass coming from the, the galley? <laughs> 
comes comes from below deck flaunting his ass yeah. basically so yeah it's really yeah it's uh, none too subtle no 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 it's humorous not subtle it's humorous in a yeah yeah in like a 19, like the 1930s way and it's got like a Hal Roach like pacing to it like you know in and out of a window opening a trunk under the table right. chandeliers coming down it's just sort a of like do, like a Scooby Doo <laughs> <laughs> yeah coming coming out of coming out of weird places yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Had that quality. Well, okay. Okay. I, I mean, I, I enjoyed it. It's an enjoyable film. It's certainly not like a, a, it's not a great movie at all. Great or even very good film, but no. you get a sense of who she is. I mean, if you, it, this is one of those episodes where it's like, it's kind of about the films, but it's all, it's actually more much about more the, about Velez, more right? About the character, and yeah, so if you person, want to sort yeah. of flesh out like this timeline of like, this is happening around the same time that she's stabbing Gary Cooper <laughs> and, a, and just before she enters her first and only actual marriage, which was to. No, Johnny Weissmuller, Tarzan. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. She, she was, was married, married to, to Tarzan. She was married to Shoulders. And Shoulders like Johnny Weissmuller. I remember years ago in the 90s hearing a radio show, Johnny Weissmuller's son. Um, Jim. Uh, uh, Jim. Jim Weissmuller. Jimmy Weissmuller. <laughs> they called him Cheetah. <laughs> um, was talking about his dad and his dad. It actually was Cheetah. His dad a cigarette. lost his mind and was um, in mm. a retirement home. Really? And would slip into... You know, cowabunga, and like as an how old fucking who'd lost his mind, and how fucking rad would well, that be? Well, it was like be, the Hollywood dude. like retirement home, so they were used to like <laughs> that type of thing, and and uh, apparently, wow, yeah, just Johnny Weissmuller like just swinging on his fucking <laughs> IV. <laughs> <laughs> Ungawa, <laughs> that was it, right? Ungawa. Oh god, and there was and there was like one black attendant who's like just oh just he's just face palming his way around Johnny Weissmuller. But there again, here's here's a thing like um you know the variety of the day or whatever it is. It's like you know I think that she was the beginning of that sort of observation early on, and Hollywood was the only place you could have it where actresses could at least imply strongly that they were sexual too. Oh yeah. Like you couldn't, no woman in America could sort of like, you know, claim to really love the fucking, the, the cock of the beautiful man and all, but Valez clearly did and, and had no embarrassment about it. Well, and then also I think that that is part of what kept her from being, you know, becoming like a Hollywood A lister. I think she was, I think no, it's fair maybe. to say she was pretty much B. She was a B. She yeah, was a B-roll well, especially star. by the time she hits in the 1940s could... with the Mexican Spitfire series, which was ridiculous. <laughs> but go ahead. Because well, because the, the because the the studios wanted to be able to control yeah, the, the actor right. and the image, the and they couldn't clauses. fucking not do that with Lupe Velez. Yeah, she and was. Course, she was. Yeah, and she was before the moral. She was before the code. Like yeah. at this point. Yeah, yeah. But in, in and but but managed to work well into the code as well. Yeah, yeah. And I just find her also very, very likable. I mean, the more I know about the stories, the more I'm intrigued by the, the sort of like you know, I wouldn't want to be on the wrong end of a Lupe Velez in real life. But yeah. but she she is a very likable um, person, a character, actress. It does something about being a guy. You're just we're, we're attracted to that kind of crazy lady too. Not Most me. guys at some point want Not to stick me. their dick in a crazy a little bit. So mm. and she definitely qualifies that. <laughs> uh, All right. So are we, have we said enough about Hell Harbor? I mean, what, where are we at on Hell Harbor? I mean, we just gave the it's, premise, and there's it's pearls and. <laughs> It's enjoyable. It's, it's not, not a great, very well it's, made. No, oh, it's got yeah. Lupe Velez. The print, the print itself is is just the side of headache inducing. So fair enough. If you can get a good, if you can get, find a better print than the free one on YouTube. Yep. Go for it. Go watch it. It's cute. Now the second film is she's she's more of a co-star in this one. Yes. Um, with it's a 1934. 
Palooka. Palooka. Uh, co-starring Jimmy Durante. Now, I uh, forgot. If you had asked me before watching this film what I thought of Jimmy Durante, I would have said, fuck Jimmy Durante. I hate Jimmy Durante. I get in ghetto. But you know what? Jimmy Durante might he's, just be a poor man's Groucho Marx. Yeah. He's fucking, he's kind of great. Hilarious. He's kind of amazing. <laughs> I was, I, I vote now, I'm opposite of you. I've always liked him, but I've never yeah. seen a movie. With, oh, really? Like, okay. With like a full length movie featuring him at all. Younger you know? folks will remember him as the, the sort of narrator from Frosty the Snowman. <laughs> By younger folks, you mean our age. Yeah, young folks. I think yeah, okay. young. yeah, sorry. What mm-hmm. am I thinking? What but, are you saying, oh, Tom? Man, he is, what are you saying? He is something else in this movie. He's great. Man. He's he's funny. This is a movie mm-hmm. that's basically it's a, just a ton of jokes. That's a, yeah, like just literally jokes in it. Not not sight gags. Nothing subtle. Durante's on the phone. Being uh, funny. Uh, he's on the phone at one point. Um, Wise cracks. One of those sort of wall phones, the old wall phones, uh-huh. and somebody comes in the room and goes, "There you are, you conniving, cheating bum!" And Durante says into the receiver, "Hold on a minute, I'm being paged." <laughs> <laughs> it's exactly that kind of joke. Yeah, he's great. Like little, uh, little self-aware. He, he, I would. Is it safe to say he steals the show? Well, okay, uh, uh, yeah, for sure. He I mean, really does. Vellis is great in it, but and she's been in like I think two films with Durante, but yeah, I don't know how yeah. that got paired up. But but yeah, she's. She's definitely the lesser of, although she plays her own, she plays a lot more straight in this film. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? She's, and she's much more, yeah. She's and so there's, there's she's a different a angle fatale. to talk about it. Yeah. She's a, she's a, somewhat, she's a semi-classic like, femme fatale. What we call a... Uh, 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 for sure, yeah. So the premise is, I mean, it's sort of like a, a mashup or an early sort of influence on both um, The Harder They Fall and something like the Stratton <laughs> story, right? Where there's like... Or Golden Boy. Yeah, or Golden Boy. Good right. call. Any good, any good sort of boxing thing from like that time period, yeah. Now, I'd forgotten about this film. I, I thought when we were going to watch it that it was the first time I'd ever seen it. But actually, when I was Whoa. 19 and living in Long Beach, my friends and I had a VHS copy of Palooka. And nothing brought us greater pleasure than to get stoned and watch Palooka. Because wow. it had so many great little lines in it. Yeah, yeah. Right, so it's just, it's just line after line. And, and correct me if I'm wrong, but there was like a series of Palooka... Like the like the Joe Palooka was like became like a character like well, in American culture. Did it come out of and this I think film, there were more or was movies. this just a sort of uh, ma- I representation? I don't know. I think it might have. But okay, I so could the, be wrong. The, I don't know. The, the 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 great sort of archetype or trope here is, is that uh, Palooka is a farm boy, a, right. a real dummy. Right. Um, now he, it happens that his father had been a great had been prize a champion, fighter, right? Yeah. And, and had sort of like you know, run out of the family and, right. and been a drinker. And the mom took the kid and you won't be the, like your father. Went to the sticks and tried to raise him right on a farm, on a farm far away from uh, from the temptations of the big city, but not far enough away from Jimmy Durante, <laughs> who happens to be driving through and yeah. having an argument with his current uh, his current uh, t- uh, t- he's a fight promoter yeah. with his current champ, who's gonna who's gonna who promote takes off with this car. Time. Right, yeah. So <laughs> this, so this great, a well, great after being cheated by Durante, so of I mean, shots yeah. where, where Durante <coughs> is talking to to young Joe Palooka, the mm-hmm. farm boy, right? Um, uh, and and you know Palooka wants nothing to do with them, and and Jimmy Durante's just like walking beside the car, talking his ear off, and the next thing you know, he's in the car, and the next thing you know, he's driving the car, <laughs> and all these great little sight gags of like how annoying but irresistible Jimmy Durante is. Right, right, right. Oh, yeah. And 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 so the the deal is that Jimmy Durante. This is where it reminds me of Harder They Fall. Hmm. Is where he's going to set um, Palooka up to win 
No, no, no. Yes, no. no he's, he's betting against Paluca in the. Okay, so Paluca. Sorry. Okay, now I'm let's back it up. Paluca gets lucky. It's an important story. He I got, he's, he's, he's slated to fight the champ. The champ is being uh, being has been corrupted by Lupe Velez's character, yep. and he's drunk, and he comes to the comes to the fight hammered, yep. and Joe Paluca lucks out and knocks him out. Yeah, weirdly. So, yeah, right. Now setting up, and then Durante's job is to is to Rocky three M, which is to keep him from fighting serious fights yep. until Paluca gets challenged. By the champ, and then yeah. it goes into the paper. Nicely and done, Tom. You really saved my bad, bad spark yeah, notes. There was a whole bunch of stuff going on between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But but Velez then is uh, her whole co-starring role here is to be as you say the sort of the bad influence the yeah. woman who will go from one person so, so the to moment the Joe other. Palooka beats this guy she's like she's on his dick yeah and the mother of course sees the whole thing she sees right. through the the fight promotion yeah. she sees um that she doesn't want her son to go down the same path she's got a her, number of worldwide wisecracks going on all the time all too. the time but she is fucking in on Velez she uh-huh. sees what Velez is all about yeah yeah. So, uh, yeah, just a ghoul digging hoe. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, so then, so then there's the then there's the big fight with the with the uh, with the champ, yep. the rematch with the ex champ, mm-hmm. and that's where and then that's where Durante bets against the kid, which yep. yeah, which it makes not sense. too cool. Yeah, but he Shiny. also yeah yeah a little harder they fall. But much, yeah. but but much nicer. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, but it's like, the champ walks away with his dignity. Yeah. Uh, so look, the Hell Harbor and this film—they're both vehicles for something. But this is much more successful at being a vehicle for, like as you say, all the sort of the punchlines, essentially. Well, it's put together. It's actually written, and it's yeah. written, and it's coherently written. Yeah. Uh, it's edited well. The, the print is so much better. Yeah, it's just, and it's funny, and it, like right in the middle of it. Uh, Jimmy Durante gets to sing Inka Dinka Inka Dinka Doo. Doo. So what the, <laughs> for no reason. For, yeah, well, it just happens to be a music shop and, and somebody shatters the glass and he goes in and plays. Well, that's one of those things, too. It's no, sort he of, does. He does it, yeah, yeah. It's sort of like um, what we'd accept in a film. There's lots of things we would accept that we wouldn't accept. I, I, was, I saw um, uh, uh, Crazy Rich Asians. With my granddaughters recently. And, well, hold on. I actually thought it was not a bad film. I was shocked that it was not a bad film. And the reason that I, uh, the thing that allowed me to feel that way was I thought, what if this had been made in like 1948? Mm. Would I feel differently? And the answer is yes, because there's something we accept about older movies. For instance, mm. the Jimmy Durante, Inky Dinky Doo, In the Middle of Nothing. Which is an acceptable part of movie making. You just sort of patch things together back then. Yeah, yeah, because they had to come up with the formulas that we're all dying on now. I suppose so, that, that right? Are, that are destroying the fucking concept. Now, we've talked about Hell Harbor. We've talked about... Fuck you, Michael Bay. Okay, sorry. Um, we've talked about Palooka. <laughs> yeah. We talked a, little, a bit about the background, the, the beginnings of Lupe Velez. Right, right. But I think it's worth talking about. I think about. you're a little more knowledgeable on this. About please the move ending. Forward. Please go ahead. Lupe, well, so, so, Lupe never stopped being a fascinating and controversial oh, character. By even when her stretch. career was sort of on a, the downturn with the whole Mexican Spitfire stuff. Right. Now, she, now the, the deal was this, that she um, had become entangled. This is post-Johnny Weissmuller. Mm-hmm. So this is 1944. Right. She had become entangled with uh, a, a little-known actor of this... Uh, steaming love affair and apparently um, had conceived a child right and was going to have this child but the, but he wanted nothing to do with her or the child when she told him right she became despondent now uh, oh, yeah, the, yeah. the mythology is that it might actually have been Gary Cooper's child right right because right because it was Lupe and Gary was in town Right. So you know, yeah. So. so she wrote a note mm-hmm. blaming the aforementioned little known actor right whose name I don't even remember Right. Weren't there two notes? 
Two notes. No, I could be okay. No, go on, go on. She takes a huge quantity of sleeping pills, right? Mm-hmm. And in actuality, she dies. Well, yeah, of course. But what the story that She's was one told, of those people who pulls off the sleeping pills. Well, this is like way. one of those stories. Most people don't get that right. You heard she these, did. God bless her. Competent woman. You've heard these stories growing up, like um, the Richard Gere story. Right. Classic. The gerbil in the ass. Right, right. right? Poor gerbil. I feel, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I felt sorry for gerbils ever since I heard I remember that. The, hearing the Rod Stewart Rod story Stewart when I was younger. He had to a have pint a, of semen a pint of semen. A pint of semen, which, by the way. Oh, come on. Who hasn't? I mean, delicious. Who hasn't, who hasn't had a That's pint wasting of delicious food. man seed? <laughs> People are starving in China. <laughs> but the, the Lupe Velez one I've was had that, that shrimp. She had she she had um, in a stupor from the pills. Right. Gotten up from her bedroom, <laughs> st- right. stammered toward the bathroom, mm-hmm. tripped and fell, William Holden style. Right. But then hit her head and drowned in the toilet bowl. I like to think of it as the bidet, but okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, bidet to <laughs> you, sir. She swirled herself to death. Yeah. Oh I mean, God. just think about how it's it's uh, worse than the Rod Stewart thing because how would you drown <laughs> in a toilet bowl? But it is, uh, I, I don't know, I guess the sort of like Kenneth Anger's um, attempt through Hollywood Babylon or maybe Hollywood itself to sort of like erase her dignity in a weird way. And why? Because she had a... Yeah, she wasn't big on her own dignity. Wait a minute. Get down to six it. years later, Ingrid Bergman was run out of town for like for, yeah. for about six years because she had a child out of wedlock with Roberto Rossellini. Opens, oh, Rome wasn't the only thing open. <laughs> so, thank you. Very good. So, so, I guess, you know, maybe there's a reason that Hollywood would come up with this but you know i don't know yeah i don't know well yeah i mean because i didn't i mean i wasn't there i don't know it but somehow i somehow shut up just go with this goddamn what i'm saying please you weren't there there's a certain just an assumption you make about the resentment there must have been held by a lot of people in hollywood toward her for a successful and slightly bananas mexican female actor yeah, maybe I mean, that's it. I mean, there, also, is there a Mexican actor, like male actor, that you can think of from this time period? Oh, well, stay tuned. I can't. Episode. Oh, there's another thing I, I remember. Wait, wait, wait. But I just want to piggyback on that. Actors. I knew, oh, also, I it, it's just a, it's beyond all that, which is a totally uh, you know valid theory that you have there. Beyond all that, it's just a fucking interesting story, right? Man, that some that. that a Hollywood actress who's a hot would somehow mm. attempt suicide but accidentally drown in a toilet bowl. <laughs> that's pretty amazing. <gasps> yeah, yeah, that's right up there with with. The, with Elvis on the can, um, I, mean, I think that's true, though. I think, it, I, well, of course it is. It has to be true because you would you wouldn't make that up. <laughs> no, no, anyway, we would. Uh, but um, oh, I this, they're, they're, speaking of great, um, there was a movie that came out in the eighties that I think I saw two or three times in the uh, in the theater called yep. uh, Stand and Deliver. Come to find out that Lupe Velez wait, did wait, a wait, wait, stand and del- oh is Edward this- James almost yes you got the Afghanis yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah. it's about a teacher who comes into like a like a like a barrio school and tries to bring everyone you know yeah, yeah. it's a no what was the name it's called a fantasy that genre <laughs> yeah Lou Lou Diamond Phillips is yeah. in it yeah. anyways I think it's a, it's a, from what I saw she was in a movie called Stand and Deliver I think it might have been a remake of a, of a Lupe Velez film from like the nineteen late thirties okay. I want to go check that out. That's good. I think that's fascinating. I had intended on doing that before the episode, and I didn't didn't get around to it. So. Yeah. yeah. Well, there we go. Well, I, I mean, once again, listen. I think in it, <laughs> you know, and it's it's sort of like poor Dolores Del Rio, um, who's who's 
you know, uh, interesting pioneering actress, um, sort mm-hmm. of contemporary of Lupe Velez's, but I'm going to have to sort of like go on side Lupe because she's just fucking interesting. She's fascinating. Yeah. Fascinating absolutely. woman. Yeah, absolutely. All right, Tommy. All right. Just- you got anything else? I, I, I would hasten to remind our audience that um, we could always use your support as a subscriber on the Patreon side of this. And for $5 plus per month, you are entitled to two episodes per month that we don't make available to the free side so right. we've done episodes recently on the documentary harlan county um usa mm-hmm. um we we did one recently on american graffiti and hollywood nights yep. we've done them on the rat pack which is uh, billy wilder you know tons that's that you're missing there. you're so, missing stuff, a lot stuff you're gonna want to see you're gonna want to see this you're gonna stuff. Wanna see it. even though it's an oral medium and why are we seeing c you want to hear this anyway uh yeah go check that out um as for what i want to plug uh let me uh well my ass after our earlier thing. Anyways, um, let's go. Uh, I have uh, TomSmithComedy.com. Go yep. check that out. Yep. Um, I am on uh, Smitty Haw mm-hmm. uh, at, at Smitty Haw on Twitter. Uh, also, man, we really like it if you would send us uh, more emails. Oh, we love the emails. Yeah, except, you know, <laughs> we, we kind of, yeah. Send those to us hmm. at uh, the Finleys on film at gmail.com. Please. You can send it there, but if you want us to actually get it, it you just put Finleys on film at gmail.com. Either uh, way. Well done, Joe.